threat of disaster is never pleasant. Welcome to the Casual Preppers Podcast. These safety measures are essential. The only place for prepping, survival, and entertainment. This will be your source of survival instructions and information. Every member of the family must be coached in the business of survival. Here are your hosts, Cam and Kobe. Well, let it finish. Yeah. <laughs> it's just so good. I know. I just won't keep listening. Have you listened to those podcasts that this goes like forever? Fifteen minutes in, yeah. You're like, just cut your music and off, there's bro. No talking. Yeah, it's just like a song for like, you know, like thirty minutes. Oh, well, that was a great episode. <laughs> pumped. <laughs> well, you guys pumped over. Yeah, I don't get that minute intro. Yeah, it's they're, they're long. I don't yeah. get it. Yeah, but they're, they're whatever. They're very long. To each their own. Right. Because uh, you right. know we do Yeti jokes. <laughs> yes, we <laughs> be do. Like, you ever heard those podcasts that do Yeti jokes? <laughs> Ugh. So annoying. Uh, they we, get they like interrupt their own music, <laughs> yeah. and then they start talking about. Yeti yeah, jokes. I know. Well, we had, man, we had some good Yeti jokes going on before. Mm-hmm. You guys missed it. Yeah, yeah, we did. Man, you guys could pay a premium for this pre-show banter. I tell you, <laughs> it's, it's the best part of the show. I would pay for it as well <laughs> yeah, if it got out. Too. Yeah. Oh, but my gosh, uh, today we're excited um, because Cam, we are talking about. Sasquatch's ugly cousin. <laughs> you think it's ugly? <laughs> I don't know. That. I mean, they're he not. He's got a white coat. Oh, he's, he's dignified. He's Is that what you're trying to say? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Isn't a polar bear more impressive than the other bears? Kind of? I don't know, man. I don't I mean, either. Maybe. Maybe people don't want that. I don't know. They look anyway, dirty. When they get dirty, they look way that's, dirty. They look you ever seen a polar bear that just like ate something and yeah. it's just covered in red? Yeah. And, like blood? Yeah. They're disgusting. It is. Or they look like they've been swimming in coke. Yeah, exactly. Just, like brown on the bottom <laughs> yeah. half. You can imagine what a Yeti looks like after it kills something and eats it. <laughs> yeah. Freaking mess. Or drops a deuce. Oh, just yeah. All of its hair is all brown and shit on the butt. <laughs> you shitting mud or <laughs> you got diarrhea? I just went to the bathroom. Don't look at me. <laughs> There's no more pine cones. <laughs> pine it's, cold. Cold. it's too cold. The snow's too cold. <laughs> They'll freeze off soon. <laughs> Just break them off like icicles. Yeah. Just let them drip into a nice tight icicle <laughs> oh and bust gosh. it off. Yeah, just swirl that into a, a spike for me. I'll get it later. <laughs> That's how I hunt the yak. <laughs> yak. <laughs> I sit on him with my butt knife. <laughs> A butt sickle. <laughs> I break them off and stab it. <laughs> anyway, that's what we're talking about today is the Yeti. <laughs> that was fast. Um, Tangent right off the bat. Yeah, right out. Sorry about that, everybody. I haven't even got to the reader yet. Come on. This is going to be a tough one today to get through. These guys. <laughs> yeah, dude. I still got the Yeti voice going on. I can't get rid of it. It, it sounds so much better to talk about Sasquatch than know, Yeti yeah. with that voice. It does. But before we get further, yeah. I want to talk to you about how complicated it is to go through all your preps and make sure you cover everything. Oh, so complicated. Do not forget self-reliant medical care, yeah. okay? Mm-hmm. It's super important. Okay. You got to have a good book to refer to, mm-hmm. to reference, and to get all your supplies ready. Yeah. There is no better book than the Prepper's Medical Handbook. Mm-hmm. By noted wilderness medicine expert and survivalist of the Yeti, I don't know. He might be William Yeti. W. Forgey. MD, and he provides the base of prevention, identification, and long-term management of those survivable medical conditions that you may encounter when the world ends, okay? Yeah. yeah. So you need to have a good book, and this one is one of my favorite medical guides to look into because mm-hmm. it's straight to the point of the most common stuff you're going to run into. Uh, it's spelled out really well, doesn't get complicated, and the other thing is it helps you build your fact, 
And um, I love it. Okay. It is a great it. time to go get one. It's Christmas time. <clears throat> this is a really good time. What it a is, stocking stuff. It's stuff. a great one for your prepper library. Go to preppersmedicalhandbook.com or make it easy and do where you're doing everything else at amazon.com. You can find it on there. So Beautiful. go get it. It's a good book. So Cam, man, um, you know, we've talked about the Sasquatch before. Mm-hmm. We've talked about Bigfoot. We've talked about lots of other cryptids. But we haven't specifically <clears throat> called out the Yeti. We haven't. You know, yet. We haven't done that yet. <laughs> nope, nope. Yeti. Yeah, and scientists believe that one day uh-huh. we will find Sasquatch, just not Yeti. Oh, <laughs> yeah. And another one, uh-huh. Bigfoot is sometimes confused with Sasquatch. Yeti never complains. Oh, but douche, man, we got some good jokes <laughs> yeah. right off the bat. Yeah, so... Um, yeah, it's no, like, uh, what is the Yeti, though? Like, what's the difference between the Yeti and the Sasquatch? You know, what's the difference? I'll be honest, I don't even know if we explain it. <laughs> Maybe we don't. Maybe we don't. But um, one's white, one's brown. That's an easy way to look one's at it. One's in Nepal, one's in Vernal, Utah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But um, so the Yeti is an ape-like creature mm-hmm. um, that inhabits the Himalayan mountain range in Asia. They got uh, some tall mountains over there, I heard. Some super tall yeah. mountains. One in particular. Oh, okay. And so most of the sightings have happened in these areas that are like in inha- uninhabitable and, they, mm-hmm. and they're clear up in like, 20, 30,000 feet. Yeah. So it's just kind of a weird place to like spot where the a are. monkey and stuff, you know? <laughs> They're a monkey so over that's, here. What's, that's what's so weird about it. Yeah. Um, Tibetan lore uh, describes three main <laughs> varieties of yetis. Oh, so there's different. Yeah. Different yetis. The Nyalmo. I'm going to butcher all these. Yes, you are. The Nyalmo, mm. which has black fur and is the largest what? and fiercest standing around 15 feet tall. So there's a yeti with black fur. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Actually, I, I, I read some stories. There's a lot of them that... It, <clears throat> actually, the white furs are like the least common. Oh. If even if it even exists at all. It's like a special... Yeah. Yeah, it's an albino color. one. And yeah. It's the only one that people have spotted. <laughs> yeah. It just happens to... Then the the, the Chudy. I don't know. Chudy? Chudy. She's Chudy. Which... <laughs> and a little Chudy. He's a little Chudy. Sasquatch out there. <laughs> which stands around eight feet tall and lives 8,000 to 10,000 feet above sea oh, level. Oh, gosh. That's right by us. <laughs> And the Rang Shimbombo. Bombo. <laughs> Rang Shimbombo. That's a Rang Shimbombo right there. I which has reddish brown fur oh. and is only three to five feet he tall. He sounds ugly. He's a little short guy. Yeah, red-headed step cousin. <laughs> yeah. his sister. Get out of our Get out of our herd. Rang Shimbombo, get out of here. <laughs> Rang Shimbombo. I'll Rochambeau you for Rang Shambombo. Bombo. <laughs> Rang Shimbombo. <laughs> <laughs> What's my name? I can't, I can't remember his damn name. <laughs> I don't one. know. Get out. The redheaded one. Yeah. So, <clears throat> other terms used by Himalayan people do not translate exactly the same, but refer to the legendary indigenous wildlife. Okay. The the Miche, Miche. is translates to man bear. Ooh, I, that's what I mean, we should great call. Name. Yeah. Just Sasquatch, not man bear. Man bear. Big old man bear. That'd be a great nickname for a big hairy guy. Miche. <laughs> Cam Man Bear Hardy. <laughs> man Bear. <laughs> some There's some men out there that look like a man bear. Oh, I guess, yeah. When we went to that hot springs, that one guy's just sitting there like looking at people. <laughs> yeah. Looks like he had a sweater on <laughs> in the freaking hot He's springs. He's like, I can't even feel the water. It looks, my hair's all getting all wet. I get wet. sick of being wet. <laughs> it's always. I yeah, sweat he was wet. just like fluff front oh and back. gosh, man. Anyway. He's a meat chick. He had to like Michelle. comb that stuff, <laughs> you know, put some gel in there. <laughs> it was, it was a thick insulated pad. That's yeah. for sure. I mean, that's great if you're a, 
Yeti. Yeah, if you lived in Siberia, oh you're God. you're ahead of everybody. You are. But anyway. Yeah. And then there's a Zute. 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 Translates as cattle, and the full meaning translates as cattle bear. <laughs> cattle bear. <laughs> Referring to the Himalayan brown bear. That's right. We're going to talk about that a little bit later, okay. too. Migoi or Migo? It's Mogwai. <laughs> That's and what it, it looks like, right? <laughs> it does look like Mogwai. Mogwai. Translates as wild man. Yeah, Migoi. Hey, Amigo. Amigoi. Um, Migoi. Migo. Uh, Bun Manchi, <coughs> Nepali for jungle man, uh, that is used outside Sherpa communities where the Yeti uh, is the most common. Instead of man bun, it's Bun Manchi. <laughs> yeah, but, it's backwards. Yeah, look at that Bun Manchi. <laughs> bun Manchi. <laughs> um, then there's Mirka, another name for wild man. Yeah. Um, local legend holds that anyone who sees it sees one, dies, or is killed. So, that's kind of intense. I almost saw one. I almost saw him died. kill him. <laughs> he did. Um, and then there's Kang Admi, Snowman. And then Kang. there's Zurin, I think that's how you say it. Snowman. Wow. That's cool. Um, in Russian folklore, the Ch- uh, Chuchuna is an entity said to dwell in Siberia, and it has been described as six to seven feet tall and covered with dark hair. Man. According to the native accounts from the nomadic Yakut and Tungus tribes, it is well built and a Neanderthal Neanderthal like man wearing pelts and bearing a white Whoa. patch of fur on its forearm. So it ha- it's like wears stuff. Yeah. So Ooh. it's probably naked, just has white arm hair. Yeah. And it just looks like freaking tough. Sounds dude. badass. It does. White patch of fur on his forearms? <laughs> yeah. Like what kind of weird I don't know. That's Russian. That's weird. It is said occasionally it, it occasionally consumes human flesh, of unlike uh, their close cousins, the Almastis. I don't know what that is. Some um, witnesses reported seeing a tail on the creature's corpse, <clears throat> of course. So they found all kinds corpse. of weird crap. It is described as being roughly six to seven feet tall, and there are additional tales of large, reclusive, bipedal um, creatures world uh, worldwide, notably including the Bigfoot and abdominal, abominable, <laughs> abominable. I, there's a joke about the abdominal, <laughs> yeah. abominable snowman. And mm. that use of abominable snowman became, uh, began when Henry Newman, a longtime contributor to the Statesman in Calcutta, writing under the pen name Kim, interviewed Kim. the porters. I want nobody to know who I am. <laughs> I know, I'm like, just going to say my name's my Kim. My name's Kim. Kim. Am I a man or a woman? You don't know. <laughs> You ain't gonna find me. Could out. be either way. Let's talk about the abominable, <laughs> yeah. abdominal, the abdominable snowman. <laughs> yeah. But and you're gonna talk more about this. That he interviewed him after the Everest reconnaissance expedition. Mm. On their return uh, to Darjeeling, Darjeeling, don't know where that is. It's Newman, in India, I bet somewhere. <laughs> Newman mistranslated the word "mito" as "filthy," <laughs> substituting the term "abominable," perhaps out of artistic license. As author Bill Tillman recounts, Newman wrote long after in a letter to the Times, the whole story seems such a joyous creation. I sent it to one or two newspapers. So he just like kind of twisted the word and was like, it's an abominable, like a dirty, filthy. (laughs) Filthy snowman. (laughs) So that's where that name came about, um, was from a writer named Kim. That's so weird. So, and I know this, so this, this, I, what kind of creature is this? A a well-built Neanderthal like man wearing pelts and a white patch of fur on his forearms and a tail. Yeah. It was so weird. It's super weird. So about as weird as you get. All the sightings and and like you're going to go into, like 
kind of mm. go back and forth. Like, there's some red fur one, yeah. brown fur. Um, I don't. Is there any that you mention a white coat? I don't remember. So anyways, probably, but they're they're. Most of the time, I think most of them are like from Sherpas, right? Yes, a so lot of them are. They're most of the sightings have come from them, and they're <clears> the <throat> ones explorers. that kind of have all the uh, different names, different mm-hmm. tribes, and stuff like that. So, anyways, yet he's yeah. got all kinds of history, and so they got to be related in some way, shape, or form to Bigfoot, right? Or Sisquatch. yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, they are. Wasn't it um, Giganticus White? Or, Giganopithecus Whitey. Gig. <laughs> Yes. So, uh-huh. so obviously the uh-huh. same family. Obviously <clears throat> difficult to photograph, and no, obviously not seen very often uh-huh. ever. And so very much the same type. Uh, it makes so much sense. It does man? If you were it, living out in the woods like that, wouldn't you want to have some great food to keep you going? Uh, yes. Like seriously. Mm-hmm. And if I was going to pick a food, I'd probably pick nutrient survival because I know that it's going to last a long time. It's going to stay safe for maybe, you know, 25, 30 years. Who knows? Great idea. You know? Um, and because it's made with real ingredients, it's made in America, not in the Nepalese mountains, you know, <laughs> to keep Americans healthy, strong, and alert, perfect for today, and ready for anything ahead, whether that be, you know, a weird, abominable snowman or not. From hearty, delicious entrees and nutrient-dense snacks to immunity-boosting drinks and strength-building shakes, each with 40 essential nutrients, available in handy singles, daily-use pantry packs, durable cans and three to 90 day survival kits keeping your world safe and your body in peak condition cameron this isn't your cheap empty calorie bland food storage because there's a lot of that stuff actually out there this has like nutritional value and it's actually good for your body you could eat it every day and you'd probably be healthier than you are right now i believe it you know what i mean so you can check out their nres nutrition ready to eat basically it's a play on an mre but this cool. is way better than an mre mm-hmm. they're freaking awesome head over to nutrientsurvival.com use our code casual preppers you're gonna get 10 percent off your order we talk about food we talk about survival you know um prepping food all the time this is the one that we want you to go buy this is the best one we've talked with every other uh company out there and they just have the best product yeah overall so go check them out nutrients seriously so cam we we've been talking about the yeti you know uh we talked about what it is what what do some people call it but so it's got history yeah and and, and it's kind of a mix of bear man cattle bear yeah all kinds of weird stuff weird stuff going on so let's talk about some of the the sightings or the encounters that have happened throughout Throughout history. One of the first sighting um, of Yeti footprints by a Westerner was made by the English soldier and explorer Major Lawrence Waddell. Or Waddle? I don't know how to say it. I like Waddle. Waddle. (laughs) We're going to call him Lawrence Waddle. Major Waddle. Um, (laughs) He was a professor of of Tibetan culture and a professor of chemistry. He had a double major. Wow. Going on. Tibetan culture and chemistry. And I love chemistry. I love love it. Reactions. I'm... (laughs) <laughs> Chemical reactions and whatnot, you know. I'm gonna just get both. I'm gonna do both of those. Put that on a business card. Hell, <laughs> yeah. I'll take over the world soon. Who knows? But they uh, go together well. Yeah, he's a surgeon too. Jeez, and an archaeologist. Man, talk and, about accomplished. And he's in the military. Yeah, and he roamed Tibet in disguise. <laughs> Call me Kim. I don't know. Nobody yeah. gonna see why <laughs> he was roaming Tibet in disguise. Maybe he is. Uh, this dude, this is really cool though. He is thought to be um, the real life precursor to Indiana Jones, like the oh. person he was sort of like modeled after. Nice. Major Waddle <laughs> was a model. Should for you use that Jones. name, or should you say Doctor Jones? I like Doctor Jones. That's better. better. Um, 
So anyways, one of his theories included a belief that the beginning of all civilization dated from Aryan Sumerians who were blonde Nordics with blue eyes. He's like, that's where they started. And uh, who picked up on that? None other than the German Nazis. Hey, okay, that makes okay. a whole lot of sense to me. Yeah. <laughs> Superior race. Yeah. Going to be the That's ones. where it started. Um, and so actually the Nazis had an expedition in Tibet in 1938, 1939, apparently. Um, they did, man, we need to do one on the Nazis at some point. Oh my they gosh. did so much weird crap. They did. They were all over like in weird places. and like, uh, man, just weird. So seven years in Tibet mm-hmm. with Brad Pitt. Yeah. Isn't that it. the Nazis that put him in? I don't know. I've I think never he's seen in, it. yeah, I think he's in prison. And be from the Nazi I don't know party. why I've never seen it because I love Brad Pitt. But it's a long. It's, it's not. A, it's not the like best. Like seven years long. It is. <clears throat> Boy, <laughs> I didn't mind those movies like uh, River Runs Through It and stuff yeah. that are kind of long. Mm-hmm. It's like it's a good story. Yeah, the seven years in Tibet's pretty long. Is it? Okay, I have to check it. Still out. going. Still right on. Now. I haven't, haven't finished her yet. <laughs> yeah. Brad's still out there acting. <laughs> Um, while exploring in northeast Sikkim, I almost said Skyrim for a minute because it looked like Skyrim. <laughs> Sikkim. You might as well. <laughs> yeah, Skyrim. There's Yetis in that. There or is, yeah. snow trolls or 18, something. In 1889, Waddle's party came across a set of large footprints, which his servants said were made by the Yeti, a beast that was highly dangerous and fed on humans. They knew. That's so freaking crazy. That is nuts. So that was kind of the first, well, hey, there might be a Yeti out there and Major Lawrence Waddle of Indiana Jones fame. Uh, he was the first <laughs> one. <clears throat> uh, leader of the 1921 Everest Reconnaissance Expedition, Charles Howard Bur- Berry saw something strange when he was crossing the Lekpala. Lekpala at 21,000 feet. Ah, Lekpala. Ah, this is Lekpala. That sounds like some workout <clears throat> clothing line. <laughs> You want to get some pants from the Like Lululemon or yes. something? Yes. <laughs> I got a new Lek for law, tidy whities $300 for socks. Yeah, look at them. $400. You want to buy them $600. <laughs> you know, I love her. Lek for law. I only wear Lek for law. It's the only thing I wear. Only thing. It's the best. I won't put nothing else on my feet but Lek for They're made at 21,000 feet. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Sherpas hand-stitched them. <laughs> Lock for law with Yeti hair. Super nice. Yeti hair, wool socks. <laughs> super itchy, but super popular. Super itchy, but $800 a pair. Got to buy them. Lock for law. Lock That's the end of the commercial. Lock for law. Oh, lock for law. Howard Burry was one of the extraordinary Everesters. He was. It's a weird name. Everesters. Um, he was wealthy and moved easily in high society. Mm. That's what they say about me too. Everesters. I do like that. <laughs> it's I'm like a race you pick on the game. Well, I'm gonna be human or an Everester. Oh, I'm gonna be an elf. Or, oh, Everester. <laughs> I didn't see that one. <laughs> I didn't see that one. Be that. Yeah. So he he was wealthy and he moved easily in high society. Okay. Uh, sounds familiar. Like high society. Badunch. Yeah. <laughs> Like 21,000 yeah. feet. He had a most colorful life, growing up in a haunted gothic castle. <laughs> Some weird details. Charleville <laughs> County, Offaly, Ireland. Yeah. Mm. I grew up in a haunted gothic castle. That's what he sounds like. He probably has an Irish <laughs> accent, I would guess. Starts every like introduction out. <laughs> Hello. Charles Halbury. I grew up in a haunted gothic castle in Charleville County, Offaly, and Ireland. <laughs> I wear like pala as well. <laughs> Oh, you! I see you're wearing Lock Pala today. <laughs> Lock Pala, brother, huh? Will you be coming with us today? <laughs> Are you an Everester? <laughs> Why, yes, I am. 
He's Everest, but he's Everester. Okay. <laughs> then in 1905, this is this is awesome. <clears throat> he stained his skin with walnut juice and traveled into <laughs> Tibet without permission. I gotta look like one of them Tibetans. Give me some walnut juice. I'm gonna take a bath. I'm gonna, I'm gonna need about five gallons of walnut juice. <laughs> I want to go to Tibet, but I need something first. I grew up in a haunted castle. <laughs> Hello. You got any walnut juice in this here establishment? Oh, man. Gallon ain't enough. I'm going to Tibet. <laughs> Rinse in and drink it. Yeah. Like Pala. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, he, he stained his skin with walnut juice juice. Um do you think he could drink walnut juice? I just don't what walnut juice it doesn't exist anywhere else right now, does it? I don't know. Like too many people slipping into Tibet. You're gonna ban it. Gosh damn, can't tell if he's white or not. <laughs> yeah, weird. Oh Get weird white white haired blue eyed <laughs> men are trying to sneak uh, in here. It's that damn walnut juice again. <laughs> I can smell it. You smell a little walnutty, boy. <laughs> You're not in this tan, are you? You ain't your real skin tone. Like um, banana boat. It's this yeah. walnut juice. Walnut juice. Walnut boat. So apparently, yeah, you couldn't get into Tibet without permission unless you had dark skin. I don't okay. know. I don't know a lot about Tibetan culture I don't know in the, the laws. early 1900s. So, um, being ticked off by the Viceroy of India, Lord Curzon, um, on his return, um, apparently. He bought a bear cub. Oh. As well. Those are for sale. <laughs> I need a hundred gallons of walnut juice and a bear cub. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell you doing, boy? Quite the store. <laughs> Welcome to Tibet Mercantile. Welcome to, to Lakpala Incorporated. <laughs> We got bear cubs, we got walnut juice. <laughs> you name it, we got it. We're right on the border, so you can slip on through. You got your punch card? <laughs> you almost got a free bear cub. Come on in. Come on. Come on in. <laughs> He's just got Howard Burry's picture like on the wall. Yeah. He comes in here often. Yeah, man, that guy was he raised in a gothic castle that was haunted. <laughs> Did you know? <laughs> That's his details. <laughs> Hell, that's crazy. Albury Haunted Castle. Eddie, anyway, he bought a bear cub. Okay. He named it Agu. <laughs> Times have changed. <laughs> Can't do that a lot. Can't just go to Tibet with walnut juice all over your face and buy a bear cub. <laughs> <laughs> this is like, the laws are a little <clears throat> stricter. Yeah. Anyways, he, bought, he named it Agu, um, or Agu. Um, <laughs> A-G-U. I don't know. God, it's getting hot in here. Woo. I gotta take off my jacket. Okay. Okay. Anyway, he named oh, it. made it a goo. Okay. A goo. That's what he named so it. So he said ragu. <laughs> it's a ragu. It's a ragu. Yeah. Um, no, he named it a goo. He took it home to Ireland, probably to his gothic haunted castle. Yeah. Where it grew into a seven foot tall adult. <laughs> Bear. Yeah. yeah. So he so all this is to create some backstory to tell you he was familiar with bear prints. Okay. He knew what they looked like. <laughs> he, he raised a cup. He owned a bear in his castle. Okay. <laughs> so um his diary notes for twenty second of September of nineteen twenty one, we distinguished hare and fox tracks, but not one mark like that of a human foot was most puzzling. <laughs> That's exactly how I read those, yeah. too. The coolies assured me that it was the track of a wild, hairy man. And these men were occasionally to be found in the wildest and most inaccessible mountains. Um, That's perfect. Yeah. So, that's pretty crazy right there, that story. Mm -hmm. um, 
It's Have true. you seen like the pictures of those footprints? Yeah, it just looks like it was doing like a, a one foot race or like it's yeah, like two feet. To stand. They're like, yeah, I know, huh? It's really weird. He's hopping. <laughs> He's a hopping snowman. <laughs> they don't see those. Muscles. They hop when they get scared. <laughs> you must have got startled. <laughs> Like, like a fainting goat, he's a hopping he got like yeti. A seven foot hop, <laughs> yeah. hopped right by the, all the way up top. Mm, yep, hopped. He's an Everester. That's um, crazy. William Hugh Knight. Okay. Yep. Uh, in Tibet, eighteen eighty eight. Long, long time ago. One of the best known explorers of Tibet and a member of the British Royal Society's Club said that he had seen one of the wild men from a fairly close distance sometime previously. He hadn't reported it before, but felt that due to the statement about man-like footprints that was made by Howard Burry's party, he was now compelled to add his own evidence. I to the have problem. an inclination uh, that I need to. Now that you say something, <laughs> I think I saw you. Yeah, Hell, I saw those too. It was back a long time ago, though. <laughs> before you. Yeah, way before you. Wait, I was the first. Wasn't going to say nothing, but now that you brought it up, <laughs> I saw it too. You're right. <laughs> I had a similar experience. <laughs> I, I hear your story, and I want to one-up you real quick because I saw it before you did. Um, Knight said, here's weird. Knight said that the wild man was a little under six feet high, almost stark naked, <laughs> in, in bitter cold. It was the month of November. <laughs> Let me just tell you that. Need details. <laughs> month of November, stark naked, bitter cold. Let me just tell you. I couldn't One tell, more can I tell? Couldn't tell you if it was male or female. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's too cold. It's too cold. <laughs> he was hopping around like a crazy wild man. <laughs> couldn't see if he had a ding-a-ling or anything else. Yeah. But he was kind of pale yellow all over. This is gross. That is gross. <laughs> uh, about the color of a Chinaman. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> Didn't see that one. No, nah, I hadn't read that part yet. Uh, but he says he was about the color of a Chinaman. Um, <laughs> a shock of matted full on race. Yeah. Like, okay. A f- um, a shock of matted hair on his head. A little a, a little hair on his face. Highly splayed feet mm. and large, formidable hands. <laughs> Didn't have no little baby hands. <laughs> Those not <laughs> formidable hands. Yeah, going big hands, not big foot. <laughs> yeah, right? Why yeah, I don't know. His muscular development in the arms, thighs, legs, <laughs> back, and chest. I got to take Ooh. my jacket off now. Ooh, getting hot in here. He had his hand on what seemed to be some sort of primitive bow. Oh, wow. But he looked like he was crossfitting every day. <laughs> Boy, was he freaking ripped, ripped, naked, and had a bow in hand. Gosh dang, that sounds like a, a great way to live. Man, yeah. ask me. The ultimate. Yeah. So that was old William Hugh Knight. Yeah. He, he saw him. And then in 1925, N.A. Tamba- Tombazi. 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 Mm. He's a photographer and a member of the Royal Geographical Society. He writes that he saw a creature at about 15,000 feet near the Zimu Glacier. <laughs> yep. Tumbazi later wrote that he observed the creature from about 200 to 300 yards for about a minute. Yeah. Staring right at it. Yeah, I was looking at it. I had my photographer machine out. <laughs> didn't quite get a picture, though. He's a photographer. Had a 300 yard, didn't take a picture. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, man. Yeah, one job. What else? <laughs> Come on. <laughs> He's out. Ah, never mind. 
Put the film back. Um, unquestionably, the figure, unquestionably, the figure in outline was exactly like a human being, walking upright and stopping occasionally to pull at some dwarf rhododendron bushes. <laughs> <laughs> I could tell they were rhododendron bushes for sure. Mm, they were dwarf, or small yeah. ones. I want the big ones. I'm talking about a dwarf one. <laughs> it showed up. It showed up dark against the snow, as far as I could make out. It wore no clothes. <laughs> Naked. Purely naked out there. Yes. His <laughs> looking at the bushes. Birthday suit. He was naked looking at bushes. Uh, by, by two hours later, Tambozi and his companions descended the mountain and saw the creature's prints, described as similar in shape to those of a man, but only six to seven inches long by four inches wide. So how that thing not fall over? <laughs> Tip over. right over, man. <laughs> I ain't got a great... Uh, uh, just, I'm you know. pretty developed up top. <laughs> yeah. But my feet... My didn't. base is a bit wobbly. Don't <laughs> go too fast. <laughs> Going down this... That is a weird... Himalayan hill with these six-inch long feet. By four inches wide. Yeah. <laughs> it's weird. Anyways. Weird. The prints were undoubtedly those of a biped, he said. So... Weird. The next one is from Eric Shipton and Michael Ward. Uh, Western interest in the Yeti peaked dramatically in the 1950s. While attempting to scale Everest in 51, Shipton took photographs of a, lar- a number of large prints in the snow at about 20,000 feet above sea level. These photos have been subject to in- intense scrutiny and debate. Uh, some argue that they are the best evidence of Yeti's existence, while others contend the prints are those of a mundane creature that have been distorted by the melting snow. Um, that's like that's probably some of the most famous photographs yeah, of that's uh, when it really like of the kicked off for like yeah. what does it do? Yeah, and then our old friend Peter Byrne. Do you remember Peter Byrne? Yeah. <laughs> so uh, we actually talked about him in the Bigfoot film. Uh, he was connected with the FBI's investigation into Bigfoot. Anyways, he reported finding a Yeti footprint in 1948 in northern Skyrim, uh, India, <laughs> near the Zimu Glacier, <laughs> while on holiday from a Royal Air Skyrim. Force assignment in India. It does look like Skyrim. I, I just, it's Sikkim, but it, I keep seeing Skyrim. That's where they got it. Yeah. So Peter Burns all involved in this as well. He had to get involved in Yeti and a Bigfoot. He's just had to. He got his fingers in all sorts of orifices. <laughs> Um, in the 1953, Sir Edmund Hillary and Tenzig Norgay yeah. uh, reported seeing large footprints while scaling Mount Everest. Um, Hillary would later discount Yeti reports as unreliable. In his first autobiography, Tenzig said that he believed the Yeti was a large ape, and although he had never seen it himself, his father had seen it twice. My dad um, saw it. <laughs> Pappy saw it twice. <laughs> Gotta believe him. Why would I send in a pub? Yeah. My dad saw it twice. My dad saw the Yeti yesterday. My dad saw it twice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you've got no yeah. walnut juice in this establishment. <laughs> Thirsty. Did you know there's a haunted a castle right over there? Take a look. Harry whatever his name grew up there. Harry, whatever his name. Um yeah, how about Slavomir Ovalvitz? Ravovit. Slavomir. Slavomir. Oh, Slavomir with that juice. Um, <laughs> Ravovit. Oh, Slavomir. all over me. Oh, it's very slippery, Slavomir. Oh. Slavomir with this. <laughs> hey, baby, you Slavomir with me. Uh, Slavomir with Slavomir. <laughs> he claimed his book, uh, in his book, The Long Walk, it was funny enough, I actually had to read this book like in middle school. Did you really? Yeah. Oh. You knew about the Yeti I read long a book. 
I read books. Um, it was published in 1956, and he and some others were crossing the Himalayas in the winter of 1940. Their path was blocked for hours by two bipedal animals that were doing seemingly nothing but shuffling around in the snow. <laughs> I like Their I, path was blocked. We yeah. ain't going past them. We're going to have to wait here till these idiots stop shuffling around <laughs> on our trail. That's <laughs> yeah, kind of a weird. Yeah, I, I vaguely Ugh, remember this book. I just remember it was like this little weird part that they thought they saw a Yeti. But the whole rest of the book is like they're trying to escape. To no, nothing. <laughs> Can't remember. Either. Anyway, been a long time. And then beginning in 1957, Tom Slick. That is a good name. Yeah, I'm Tom Slick. The Adventures of Tom Slick. <laughs> Tom Slick Adventurer, Everester. <laughs> he, he funded a few missions to investigate Yeti reports. In 1959, supposed Yeti feces were collected by one of Slick's expeditions. The guy just turned in a freaking bucket. <laughs> Said, oh, I just came from a Yeti. Yeah. We got to come up with something or Mr. Slick's going to be mad at us. <laughs> just rocks. Yeah. They're frozen. Petrified I mean, feces. Turd, I'm guaranteeing. Guaranteeing it. You ain't seen it yet. Um, and then the fecal analysis found a parasite which could not be classified. Ugh. So that's something. That was helpful. Found a new parasite. <laughs> Didn't find the Yeti, but found a new parasite. In 1959, actor James Stewart. Oh, wow. Yeah. Can you do a James Stewart impression? I I, I was thinking uh, about it, and then I, I was yeah. like, I was going to go back and try and remember. Well, Mary. Mary. While visiting <laughs> India. <laughs> Reportedly smuggled. Okay, yeah, not very good. <laughs> While visiting India, reportedly smuggled the so-called Pangbochi hand. <laughs> he got the Pangbochi hand um, by concealing it in his luggage when he flew from India to London. What? Yeah. That's my Pangbochi hand. <laughs> I don't know if that sounds like James oh, Stewart. Mary, Mary, I've got a oh, Pangbochi hand. I got the Pangbochi hand in my luggage. <laughs> um, the Pangbochi hand is an artifact from a Buddhist monastery in Pangbochi, Nepal. <laughs> Supporters contend that it is the hand from a Yeti. Dang. A scientifically unrecognized animal reported to live in the Himalayas. We've been talking about well, it. <laughs> just in case you guys are wondering what a Yeti is. <laughs> Sometimes I don't edit this very well. Me too. <laughs> um, a finger bone from the hand was finally tested in 2011. It's like, I don't oh. know what they've been doing for <laughs> 70 years, but come on. We gotta find this out. Wait a minute, we got a hand, don't we? <laughs> don't we got a damn hand? <laughs> Didn't that guy from the Wonderful Life have a hand <laughs> yeah. somewhere? Anyways, it was just a human hand. That was it. Yeah. Oh, boo. I know, not not very fun. Um, according to the members of the Pangbochi Monastery, Lama Sangwa Dorje once walked into a cave to meditate. During his stay, a yeti revered him, bringing him food, water, and fuel. <laughs> Eventually, <laughs> he became a Buddhist disciple. So the yeti... He did or the yeti? The yeti did. What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the Yeti. He was, he, yeah, he was just all about it. He, oh. lo he loved the, you know, the Buddhist way. Yeah. Why not? I mean, he's solitary. He was, I've like, been true. solitary his sense. whole life. He's like, finally some friends. Here, dig my right, hand. Right. Take my hand. <clears throat> not right now, no. <laughs> not like that. Ow. <laughs> Take it. It's the Buddhist way. Sorry. <laughs> I don't put anything important to my life. Cut this, my hand off. I'm giving this to celebrity. <laughs> yeah. Watch out. So when the Yeti died, Sangwa collected the hand and scalp and took them back to the monastery. What am I going to take back? I'll take the hand and a scalp. <laughs> then they'll know. Yeah. I want to really 
your body secret, but here, let's cut the scalp off. <laughs> really want to impress my elders. <laughs> what am I going to do? I brought you the scalp and the sack. Yeah. And the hand. You want to give that to that Jimmy Stewart guy? Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, <clears throat> pretty weird. That um, is weird. Yeah. Um, how about the Sonam Hisha Sherpa in 1986? Um, in 86, Namche Bazaar, capital of the Sherpa Kumba region. I don't know if I said any words that Sounds were real in like, there, but yeah. I said a bunch of words. He had been grazing his yak cow crosses, the Zoe. <laughs> That's where you get a yak and a cow and they mate. <laughs> That's weird. Yeah. Okay. Um, he, he was raising him high on, on a pasture. During the night, he heard loud whistling and bellowing while he cowered with fright in a cave with his companions. Freaking baby. Yeah. Like, seriously, you hear whistling and you start, you just run into a cave? Maybe it was like the Sasquatch. Like, I know. <laughs> yeah, it could be a Sasquatch. They were sure they were going to be killed by the Zute. That's the Tibetan bear. Mm. After it had finished with their livestock. In the morning, Sanam and his men found that the Tudzo had been killed and eaten. There were no meat or bones remaining, only blood, dung, and intestines. <laughs> Don't like those. Yuck. Yeah. <laughs> Spit it out. That's yucky. 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 What was that, huh? Eight yeah. bones and all, huh? Yeah, but left the blood, the dung, and the intestines. Yeah. Pretty weird. Those two are gross. How about let's move into 2011. A conference in Russia, participating scientists and enthusiasts declared having 95% evidence of the Yeti's existence. <laughs> 95%. I don't know where they came to that number, but that's pretty <laughs> weird. Let's see. Uh, about it 95%. Probably like uh, 95. <laughs> yeah, I would not go all the way to say 100%, <laughs> but at least 95%, okay? So very close. <laughs> it's a 5%. Just a little bit. Nobody uh, even know. Americans can't get these clothes, huh? Uh, They're they, like 85%. Uh, they don't even know about math anyways. <laughs> you know. Oh. They like their boom-boom shows on the Hollywood. <laughs> See it? <laughs> the boom-boom. <laughs> However, the claim was disputed later. American anthropologist and anatomist Jeffrey Meldrum Remember him? We saw him. Yeah, 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 that guy. Yeah, who was present during the Russian expedition claimed the evidence found was simply an attempt by local officials to drum up publicity. Mm. Yep, totally made up. Bull crap, I'm from Idaho. Yeah, I know about taters and I know about Sasquatch. Yeah. Um, And that ain't no Sasquatch. A Yeti was reported captured in Russia in December of 2011. Mm. Initially, the story claimed that a hunter reported having seen a bear-like creature trying to kill one of his sheep. But after he fired his gun, the creature ran into the forest on two legs. Ugh. Well, that creeps you out. Yeah. Right? The story then claimed that Border Patrol soldiers captured a hairy two-legged female creature. Oh, yeah. Similar to a gorilla <laughs> that ate meat and vegetation. I don't know if they, like, asked it what it ate. What are you eat? <laughs> what you eat, lady <laughs> ape? <laughs> you want to eat me? What you eat, lady ape? <laughs> 95% sure you're Yeti. <laughs> Not sure, but almost. Kill you. What do you eat? <laughs> what do you eat? Meat, vegetation, huh? I don't know. You like salad or you like borscht? You like yak, fried. <laughs> fried yak. Raw yak. What do you like? Huh? Yeah. Bowl of borscht, baby. You're kind of attractive a little bit. <laughs> Your hairy arms make me <laughs> very happy. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it could have really happy right now. <laughs> just sort of, my mood is better than it was before. I don't know. Not a very bad looking, eh? Like this hairy two-legged female you like creature. Like meat, vegetation, or Russian, huh? I got a little of both, if you know what I mean. <laughs> Look how much hair I got. 
I'm heady as well. I got a little bit of hair. I don't know. What do you think? <laughs> Give or take. <laughs> Give or take. Ninety-five percent yeti. I don't know. You're telling me ninety-five percent chance between me. <laughs> You're saying there's a chance, huh? <laughs> um, but this was later revealed as a hoax. Ah, freak again. I got one Russians more. Russians do that crap all the time. I know. Freaking me out. One more. Okay, Cam. Yes. Jason Barclay, 28, was on a solo adventure across the Himalayas with his two local Sherpas when he was attacked during the night by what he believed was a bear. Uh, the creature lashed through his tent and started to shove the half-asleep man around, who managed to stay still but despite his fear. <laughs> I'm just going to lay still here. Yeah. Barclay finally realized the creature was, in fact, not a bear when it came into direct eye contact with the beast. <laughs> Those aren't bear eyes. <laughs> I know bear eyes, and that ain't no bear eye. <laughs> it flipped my body around, and then I could see its face in the darkness. It looked deeply into my eyes. It had a face of an orangutan or some sort of ape, <laughs> he explained. The creature then attempted some sort of sexual interaction with him, involving humping <laughs> and loud moaning, recalled the victim. <laughs> It ejaculated all over my hair in the back of my head and ran out. I ran and then ran out of the tent. I can still remember the horrible, salty taste of its semen. It's the worst taste ever. How'd it get in his mouth? I thought he was turned around. He's screaming, man. Yeah. Although it was dark and the attack occurred at night, bull Sherpas believe it was a Yeti, not a bear. And after. Same reading, thing happened to me. <laughs> my daddy got raped by two Yetis. <laughs> I'm part Yeti. <laughs> I'm, my dad had me somehow. <laughs> my my half-daddy was a Yeti. Uh, uh, and then after reading this, I realized that this was a satirical article. Dang it. I, I sent this to that Cam. That was so good. I, know, I was a, like, this is the best encounter by far, but it was a satirical. later we found out. I was like, this is just way too funny. This can't be real. But we just thought we'd tell it because it was a funny story. That was a funny Anyways, story. there's a lot of different things. A lot of people who saw Yetis or saw... Um, footprints of yetis, mm-hmm. lots of different stuff. Um, but look, sometimes you're out like looking for yeti, and normally yeti lives in cold climates. Yeah, is that correct, Cameron? Yes, they do. I don't know a lot about yetis yet. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I know that you got to be warm, and if you want to be warm, one way to do this is to get a flannel. In fact, a destroyer flannel from Off the Grid Surplus. They have. Some I want one. Fantastic! I've got one. Don't you've got one? I think a flannel jacket. Oh, no, flannel. just the flannel. Oh, just the flannel. Just the destroyer flannels. Okay? I was thinking of the jacket. Sorry. It features dual brushed, one hundred percent cotton fabric, superior to polyester because it can keep you cool during the day and warm at night. It breathes. That's it why cotton is wonderful, right? Mm-hmm. It has a five pocket design. It's great for any adventure. Yeti. Uh, That's searching. the part I like the most. Yes. Uh, this flannel sits apart from the rest with a zippered chest pocket, which is my favorite pocket, mm-hmm. I believe. Uh, it's got a pen pocket and a large rear stash pocket right back yeah, here. Yeah, that one's cool. It's beautiful. If you guys want to check them out, go to offthegridsurplus.com. Get an extra 15% off with our code, CASUALPREPPERS15, um, and you can get uh, ready to go uh, Yeti hunting. Yeah. They have such good stuff. Gonna, oh, I love it. You're going to be an Everester in no time. Heck yeah, bro. Uh-huh. So, um, <clears throat> Yeti facts that apparently we know and some that we don't know. Mm. You know, there's some things about the Yeti. Okay. So, one, most people suspect that these encounters were bears. Yeah. They weren't They weren't Yetis. And sometimes, you know, those bears are stand up. They do. They really do that. Like, I've seen it, like, in real life yeah. out there with a bear. <laughs> like, they'll they'll get up, like, up onto a tree onto their two hind legs. And if so, you're just sort of, like, scanning 
the distance and this you look at like it, just staring it at looks you. like a big hairy person yeah, standing drinking up. a Coke. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Have a Pepsi. But the weird thing is that these were like, <laughs> look like bipedal things walking through the snow. So right, kind of yeah. But, um, but the thing is, and that's what it says, like, especially since they can temporarily be bipedal. Yeah, sure. Um, though another common su- suspect are langurs, long-tailed linger? monkeys. What? That live in the parts of Asia. Long-tailed monkeys, they think, are being they mistaken are the yeti. for yetis. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Two types of Himalayan langurs um, have been found to be responsible for some yeti sightings. The wow. endangered golden snub-nosed monkey. Ooh. The Rhinopithecus roxolana. Roxolana. <laughs> and yeah. the Nepal gray or Himalayan langur, mm. uh, Sem- Semnopithecus schistaceus. Shitaceous. I don't even want to say it. <laughs> Shistaceous. She got frozen. Shist- yeah. Uh, the golden snub-nosed monkey has thick reddish fur, mm-hmm. a heavy build, and a pale hairless face with a snub nose, making it very human. Oh. Sounds very human. That sounds just like my cousin. <laughs> yeah. Is that my I cousin? I thought you were telling me I that. thought it was cousin Both Harper. species of linger are very rare now and uh-huh. were even less known when the first Yeti sightings were reported by Europeans. Hmm. However, skeptics of the linger theory have argued that the lingers don't inhabit all the altitudes or areas where the Yeti sightings have been made. That's why I was wondering, like, do they are they living up on Everest? They shouldn't be. Like, That's I can't imagine. Saying, like, BS. There's it a ain't monkey 30,000 feet. Yeah. Like, come on. <laughs> he lost. Big time. <laughs> monkey's turned around. And he t- <laughs> there ain't know. one American that helped him down. They're like, <laughs> yeah. he lost. <laughs> he gonna stay up here a while. <laughs> he monkeying around up here, I'll tell you that. <laughs> and also, they don't mm. get big enough to fit the description that right. most of those sightings, uh, you know. The that heaviest on record is about 60 pounds. Oh, well, what kind of Yeti is a 60 pounds? Like, it's that it ain't. sense. It ain't. Here's an interesting thing. Um, 1959, the U.S. Embassy in Kathmandu. 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 I've Kat-Mandu. never ever heard of that. Yep, Kathmandu. Anyway, uh, issued a government memo. I need to get out more. <laughs> you need to get out. <laughs> I need to read stuff. You got to do a little bit of reading. Um, memo regarding the mythical creature. Mm-hmm. The U.S. National Archives recently posted a 1959 government-issued memo from the U.S. Embassy. In Kathmandu. Kathmandu. Nogman don't. Uh, regarding the Yeti, mm-hmm. what to do during an encounter and the regulations in place to look for it. Yeah. Titled, Regulations Governing Mountain Climbing Expeditions in, Nep- in Nepal Relating to Yeti. <laughs> yeah, the document awesome. lays out the guidelines for attempting to find the Yeti as well as what to do during the Yeti encounter. Apparently, oh. it's so popular that they yeah. had to come up with these guidelines. The three regulations governing Yeti expeditions are as follows. One, Royalty of 5,000 rupees, rupees will have to be paid to His Majesty's Government of Nepal for Ooh. a permit to carry out an expedition in search of Yeti. So all the dentists going over there, yeah. they're just like, we're going to have to charge these mothers mm. a lot of rupees. Yeah, the rupees. So you got, that was how you got your tag. That makes sense. Number two, if the Yeti is found, uh, it can be photographed or caught alive but must not be shot or killed unless in self-defense. Well, how are you supposed to catch it alive? I don't want to tackle it? Yeah, I don't know. All, all, all photographs taken of the Yeti, are, uh, if taken, or if the Yeti is captured alive or dead, must be surrendered to the government of Nepal at the earliest time. How can you take my photographs? You're going to pay 5000 then you're going to give it up to the yeah. government of Nepal. And you got to tackle this thing alive. Yeah. <laughs> News and reports confirming the existence of Yeti must be submitted to the government of Nepal as soon as possible and in no way should be given to the press or reporters without permission of the Nepalese government. This sounds like friggin' communists, yeah, bro. This document is believed to have been created by the Nepalese government <laughs> and is, put on a are U.S. Are they communists memo. over there? 
I don't know. Probably. Probably. But yeah, so they wrote all these things posing as the U.S. government of these directions. Yeah. They were like, if any of these are, you ever catch one or see one or want to go search for one, you got to come to us. You got to bring your rupees. So that's kind of interesting. Interesting. Um, Here's some other interesting facts Mm -hmm. about the Yeti. Okay. And like we've said before, he's bipedal. Yes. Which means he walks on two legs, if you guys don't know. (laughs) Exactly. And a hominid refers to the family of great apes. Kind of mm. like Bigfoot, you know. Mm. It's this big Neanderthal-looking monkey that's just big and, yeah. and scary. Encounters are more are most common in Nepal and uh, Bhutan. Mm. So, anyways, if you're going to go look for one, those go are there. your two hot spots. And the Yeti is not white. Despite the winter's creature that we saw in 1964, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Right, yeah. It's well, not, that's where all my information comes from. <laughs> right. The idea of <laughs> the white coat was conjured up by Western culture. It's not common to Oh, it's see our it. fault. It's always all Always our Anything fault. Anything that's extreme. That <laughs> sounds like Russia yeah. that said this. This is the Americans. Americans this thing is not white. white. Yeah. <laughs> 95% sure it's brown. But, yeah, so... That's the thing. Uh, okay. It's not always that white, beautiful looking, abominable snowman. Yeah, I mean that's what that's the that's, that's what, what I think. When I, I think Yeti, see. same here. I don't want to see no brown. See, like or red I want to see like its abs, uh-huh. and its pecs, uh-huh. its nipples. Yeah, all that's unhairy. Yes, and the rest of it's all hairy. Yeah, and just like flat, like plastic. and it's like super smooth. Yeah, Ooh, like plastic. Just talking about it, it's getting somebody rid. Gosh dang. Anyway, um. Urban legend versus elusive creature. Researchers mm-hmm. like um, Adam Davies, he's done a lot of research. Mm-hmm. I think he's the one that did the series. No, Josh Gates did a documentary series on... Um, Yeti hunting? It's called the uh, Himalayas on Expedition Unknown, Hunt for oh. the Yeti. Okay. I haven't watched it. I ain't seen that Yeti. Sounds interesting. <laughs> no, me either. A lot um, of Yeti Yeti jokes. But... They have spotted the Yeti in the Himalayas, but sightings have been reported around the world. Huh? So just Africa? like Bigfoot... All over the place. Australia? <laughs> yeah. You're out of place, Yeti. Yeti, I don't think we you're... We need to get you back to the snow. <laughs> turn you around, boy. Head yeah. north. <laughs> Vladimir Putin <laughs> claims to have seen a Yeti oh, while on vacation. I didn't even know this. Wow. I got a good one for you here. Vladimir. Vladimir says... I saw Yeti. Don't say a word about it. Okay. So April 2016, Russian president discovers proof that fabled creatures exist uh, while on a short vacation in... Kimarovo region. Mm. Um, he and his uh, entourage saw an adult male and female and a smaller child yeti at a distance of about 150 meters, mm. said Dmitry uh, Ivanov, a national park wildlife expert who was with the group. Yeah. At first, the creatures, at first the creatures <laughs> stood and watched, then mm. took big strides into the trees. Mm. Briefly, they reappeared as if curious about the presidential group, (laughs) but then vanished. Then he said, long live Vladimir. Yeah. They were covered in thick gray-colored hair and Mm. took giant steps far bigger than men. Can't step that. For no man has legs like that. (laughs) So the sighting is understood to have been confirmed by 63-year-old President Putin at the time, security um, and the, the security team. After they inspected the footprints in the newly fallen snow, mm-hmm. pictures of the creatures will be released later that Friday. I don't, I didn't find them. <laughs> I didn't so, find them either. It is unknown um, if they were taken by Prime Minister Dmitry uh, Medvedev, mm-hmm. a noted photographer who was the same trip, according to the local newspaper. So, mm. anyways, they were awestruck. They couldn't believe that 
Um, I mean, Putin saw it, and he's like, we will invade and take over the Yeti family yes. tomorrow. We will have the Yeti family back in Moscow by 9.30 tonight. <laughs> we claim this region and all Yeti. All Yeti belong to Mother Russia. But, hey, uh, this is a celebrity yeah. here. <laughs> celebrity. Yeah. People love this guy. Jimmy Stewart got hand, I get full family <laughs> <Yeah>. Yetis. <laughs> I get them all. I get all the Yetis. <laughs> um, perhaps uh, they disappeared because of Amelie's. <laughs> stupid Christmas movie. Ha, 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 ha. I have all the so Yetis. So funny. So, <laughs> so funny. Christmas spirit. Um, only three DNA samples of the purported Yeti have been claimed, mm. despite scientists collecting 58 hair samples of alleged cryptozoological creatures. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Yetis, Bigfoot, Yowie, all three of those, only yeah. three of them were claimed to be from Yeti. And one of those, um, uh, only three of them have, huh? Mm-hmm. None were uh, proved to be belonging to the exclusively to the Yeti. So they're okay. like, eh, kind of, maybe, I don't know. 95% sure. I yeah. Don't know. Um, there are very few other conclusive traces of Yeti. Hmm. So weird. There's just, we just can't support it. You know, just like Bigfoot, yeah, it's, it's all tricky and, and confusing. Blurry photographs and yeah. hair. But the last thing hands is let's say you decide you got 5,000 rupees hmm. and you want to go and I've search been saving up. for your own Yeti. I don't really know what the dollar to rupee conversion is though. I don't know how <laughs> I much I got to save. <laughs> I'll figure um, that out. Maybe so, I go with a cryptocurrency. <laughs> Yeah. Then go back. There, yeah, there's got to be a way. Yeah. There's got to be a way. Mm-hmm. But you're going to go look for one. There are some instructions okay. to keep yourself safe and how to get away from. So this was, I watched the video on this. This is from a Sherpa explaining oh. how to uh, get away from a Yeti. Oh, cool. So how do you escape one? Mm-hmm. It's quite simple. Okay. If it's a male Yeti, just run up the hill. The male Yeti's forehead so pronounced that he can't look up and see it because his eyes are just hit. It's like a brim of a you hat. You just got to stay above his eye So line. if you just like, there's a Yeti, you yeah. just keep moving up the hill and he's like, mm. I wonder if he could just get up a tree too. Yeah, right? that's true. Because he can't see you up he's there. He's not going to see it. It's like he got a big old brim. I don't smell you. Mm-hmm. Where are you? Well, stupid eyebrows. <laughs> he's, he's got a Russian accent. Stupid he's eyebrows. He's got to have a Russian yeah, accent. Yeah, he's, he's Russian now. Oh, I'm going to tell Vladimir that this makes me very oh, mad. Oh, Vladimir must change this. <laughs> he's got to change it. <laughs> he's got to. If it's a female Yeti, on the other hand, oh, yeah. then you need to run downhill. Oh. The female's pendulous breasts are such an impediment that as long as you move fast enough, she won't be able to keep up and will more than likely knock herself out trying. Dude, that makes so much sense. This is a Sherpa. This is a Sherpa. This is why uh, sports bras were invented. Yeah. Right? They're out there naked running around. There's casualties. Yeah, I mean, there's limits to how fast you you can go. First, you got to determine is it male or female? One. One, you go uphill, one, you go downhill. I'm going to guarantee I'm going to get it wrong. Yeah. I'm going to say, as a male, I got to run downhill. And he's I, like, Vroom. yeah, you're going to eat me and ejaculate in my hair. <laughs> um, and then I'm going to go uphill with the lady. Yeah. And I'm going to be in trouble. Yeah. yeah. Don't make that mistake. Yeah, that's the hard part. Maybe we so, could come up with some sort of a rhyme. You know what I mean? That, that would help, yeah. <laughs> help you remember. Um, I, yeah. Yeti, Yeti got brow. Don't go down. <laughs> Yet he got titties down towards the cities. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> that, that one, that one that works. works. I don't know. Yeah. That's going to be singing by all the elementary kids here pretty soon. <laughs> Sing it at bedtime <laughs> if you're out in the yeah. Nepal region. Yeah, Nepalese. We need to sing the song because I want you to learn the rules. 
Yeti got browsed. Don't anyway, run down. the Yeti details were Ugh. definitely much more limited than the yeah. Sasquatch. It's hard to find. It's really hard to find information on the yeah. Yeti. Yeah, yeah. He's know. way more secretive. He is. Like, he's so, just like, ah. Uh, or she. Uh, he or she is. It. It is. Okay. Way we more secretive. don't know what it's identifying as. But yeah, so um, there you go. That is the yeah. Yeti. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's easy. We should do a documentary on the Yeti and go over there. <laughs> we should. We need to go to Nepal. <laughs> Get our rupees together and just do it. Start singing our song on the airplane ride over. <laughs> we got to remember don't this. Don't be today. Don't go city. <laughs> yeah, what are you singing? <laughs> I'm just trying to protect myself. Yeti got brow. Don't go down. <laughs> Yeti got titties. Go towards the cities. <laughs> something like that. You go something like that. Yeah, something like that. I don't but, know. Anyways, there you go. That's a Yeti. We figured we'd bring that out Christmas time, mm. white snow, mm-hmm. thinking about, who isn't thinking about the Yeti? I got a Yeti. Oh, oh I got a Yeti hound. <laughs> that was sound weird. We have the worst Jimmy Stewart impression. We do. I used to do it Yeah, I got. I got to go back and listen again. Once, yeah. If I could listen, well, then I'd get well, Mary. <laughs> Mary. I got a good Yeti hound. Oh. <laughs> You just gotta go all oh, 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 Mary. <laughs> Mary. Anyway. Anyways, yeah, that's great. Uh, thanks, guys. Appreciate you guys listening. Um, remember, we do have t shirts still available. These are gonna be available till Christmas time. Yeah. So why don't unisex you Unisex and female. Yeah, unisex and female. So get them. Maybe we'll have a song about that too. Get a present for your out. loved one that you know yeah. secretly listens to our and podcast. Thank you to those who have already bought the shirts. We really appreciate it. Those mm-hmm. are going out very soon, um, and we're just we're we're happy you're listening. Yeah, please right? keep listening. Yeah, um, thank you guys so much. Appreciate it, and stay survived. <laughs>